Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. I'm J Dub, and I am Boop. Boop five thousand. Boop five thousand. Uh, yet again, uh, for anyone tuning in live or anyone who watches this on YouTube after the fact, because we do fun fact and reminder, you can check out Nerd Herder almost everywhere on the interwebs. We are slowly taking over, um, whether it's audio or video. But if you're checking out the video. Yes, yet again, I am in an undisclosed location, continuing the the mystery of what does Jada do for a living. Um, <laughs> I don't know at this point, and I'm afraid to ask. I, I don't know, but I know ways I could kill you or bring you back to life. So do with that information. With what, <laughs> what promises, you know. promises. Right. Uh, I'm just saying I'd be a great friend to have at Star Wars Celebration when you're uh, passing out from watching the first couple of episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, because uh, I, I could bring you back if I wanted to. Uh, yes, no. <laughs> this is where I would put my tickets to celebration if I had them. Right, exactly. Yes. Uh, if you're looking uh, to rid yourself freely of two tickets to Star Wars Celebration or four, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and uh, shoehorn some in for our guests here. But uh, uh, let us know. We can't pay you, but we will love you forever. Uh, that's true. <laughs> whatever that's worth. Invaluable. Um. But yes, we're back again, uh, and as has been our rhythm where our schedule allows, because sometimes we move things around to accommodate what conversations we want to have, but uh, we're doing that tit for tat. Last week, we talked about uh, some Star Wars, so this week, we're mixing it up and talking about something else. So uh, this is another episode in our lovely series, uh, Nerdyverse, where we talk about all the other things we love, and I'm, I mean, we're digging deep for this one. <laughs> yes, we uh, love so many things, guys. If we haven't lost you when we talked about Halo, uh, Legend of Zelda, Twin Peaks, uh, Doctor Who. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about Twin Peaks yet. Don't make promises. We, we did a little bit. So it's not the quality of the conversation, but it's definitely like the... I came here for the Star Wars. What is What in the world is this? Because uh, sometimes there's the like, okay, I get it. This is sci-fi. This is space wizards. It, it's relatable, or maybe it's real wizards. You know, uh, Lord of the Rings, Willow, um, stuff like that. Maybe, okay, I can see the connection. But today, uh, we are talking about something that has, I'd argue, no connection <laughs> to Star Wars or anything we're known for. <laughs> Listen, man. Okay, this is this is an episode that I've been wanting to do forever. I'll be honest, and uh, we just and now got an opportunity to do it. Yes, because we are not the only ones that wanted to do this episode. We also have our buddies from the Force Losers podcast. Who I'll go ahead and add in Brad and Kev. Welcome hey. to the show. Hey. How are you guys doing? Oh man, we're hanging. I mean, I've been in the lobby since the last show. I've just been hanging. That's <laughs> true. He, never we can't get rid of him at this point. <laughs> he just lives in the backstage. It's really Kevin's. He has his own box dog. and everything. Yep, that's yep. true. Right. Yep. Uh, just right. Someone crackers. To, yeah, someone right. needs to change the litter. Just so you guys uh, know. 
there there is no litter in there so i don't Kevin, know those are pop rocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh -oh. we've, got Ke we've got kev in the backstage we've got michael uh mccoy in the closet you know the 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 boop house grows <laughs> and grows more mysterious <laughs> uh, i need to see that uh, series now the boop house <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one it starts uh, off really wholesome and then it just gets you know turns weird. fucking dark <laughs> um so uh, for those that have been uh, listening for a while, uh, you all may be familiar with Kev and maybe Brad, but I know more recently we've had uh, Kev on because uh, the little guy needs an outlet for all his back chat. And so we, we helped him out. We, we scratched the itch. And so uh, Kev is a regular here now, but we're finally bringing in Brad. Um, yeah. And I so I've been here, what, twice before? Yeah. Once uh, before? Yes. Sadly, a long, a long ways yeah. away. I mean, Kevin and I have talked about that. Like, it took us a good minute to re-collaborate um, right. and listen and song reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but for, for our folks uh, tuning in, uh, Brad, tell us a little bit about you. Um, why don't you talk about the Force Losers podcast? You're a little bit more. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> about the Force Losers podcast. Man uh rated r <laughs> yes yes well we've been better we've gotten better i mean we're practicing because we come yeah. to a more pg-13 environment here so we have yeah. to like right we bring you out in front of the 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 decent and young company so that you can learn, <laughs> yeah. learn how to not say so many four-letter words yeah. <laughs> decent. Yeah. Decent. respectable yeah respectable yeah. respectably decent <laughs> oh gosh Oh, but uh, Lord, the Force Losers podcast. I mean, when was the last time we recorded? Um, eighteen seventy-three. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, the year of our it? Lord. Yes, <laughs> yes, the year of our Lord, eighteen seventy-three. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we're we're very much the same in the sense that like it's when we can do it, and yeah, absolutely. you know, it's it's especially recently, it felt like everything has conspired against us. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. But we're gonna get there. What what is it? Uh, life gets lifey. That's that's <laughs> a that's a J Dub original, and I have co-opted it and used it. I said that. Yes, that's brilliant. Yes, you said that on an <laughs> episode of your show. And I it stuck with me. Down. <laughs> it stuck with me. It stuck with me to the point that even I told my therapist that, and he's like, "I like that." Oh, oh wow! Yeah, man. you're crossing boundaries, man. I, I love when I hear that I've I've made it into people's therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but you know, one of the things I like about you guys and your format and everything, I mean, if any, if anybody tuning in, anybody listening now, after the fact, whatever, if you like our conversational style and everything, we've completely stolen that. <laughs> like we've gotten that from folks like the force losers podcast and others who just take a very uh, casual approach to it. Um, you know, we still, because we are nerds, it's literally in our name. We've got to live up to it. We, we do try and throw some facts and information, but, um, everything we do about community and, and like casual communication and everything you guys do to 11. Uh, and I love that. And, um, you know, it, it's just fun and, and that that's definitely it. So there's a meme that goes around, and if I'd thought about it, I would have included it to show it. But it's like this kid hanging out with a poster of other kids, and it's just like what it's like listening to a podcast. And that is <laughs> the Force Losers podcast for sure, because it feels like hanging out. You just can't say yeah. anything. I, mean, I, 
I love how complimentary you're being, but it's like you're you're describing in very nice ways just our lack of effort. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. great, dude. I work with I mean, kids a lot, okay? I've got to I've got to get it around to that positive somehow. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it though. But I mean Absolutely. like you you listen you guys like have what, the first podcast. You yeah. listen like the first what 10 episodes of our podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's no. horrible. Yeah, don't don't it's... go back to our original stuff. No. No, we were scripted. Yeah, so are we. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's the thing like you I of what I've discovered about this whole podcasting racket is it's so it is so not about what you're talking about, right? Yeah. It's not about that. It's about who you're doing it with. And like, as, as much as I joke about minimal effort and it is minimal, um, <laughs> it's the people that we've met. It's the connections we've made. It's yeah. that's the stuff. Like, I mean, we're almost five years into this thing and, like that's the best accomplishment. It's it's not the number of episodes. It's not the stuff we talked about. It's the people we've hung out with, to the point where like I'm just hanging out in your backstage area. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. before long I'm gonna have a shed in your backyard, and that's just you know that's gonna be the way it goes. You're still gonna call it a she shed. Yeah, I've already got one, baby. Yeah, our she like, shed is uh, Kevin shaped and sized. So perfect, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Um, no, I mean you hit the nail on the head, and, and you know, in Nerd Herder, that's what we try to be about, and that's what we always like push people to is is lean into the community of podcasting not necessarily the content of of podcasting right um also just do what you want because podcasting is such an umbrella term now mm -hmm. that you know and that we definitely fell into that trap we we tried to do what we liked about other podcasts at first and um i joke about stealing formats but usually what we steal is the things that like um loosen us up the things that move us away from formula right and everything you know um and so i mean it, it's just a week uh weekly hangout with friends for us now and that's exactly it weirdos yeah. on the internet decide to listen to it that's exactly it there that's you exactly go. it man i, I mean um, that's the best part yep so uh some housekeeping just up top for those checking it out be sure to check out the description we do put information there uh, this is madness, but we do try to formalize that. So, um, check that out, including uh, a reminder about the Amidala initiative, yes. um, group of podcasts, 77 podcasts. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, still, uh, promoting and doing all kinds of cool things to raise funds for equality, Texas, uh, to help out LGBTQ plus, uh, uh, youth and uh, particularly trans youth, um, who are being, uh, targeted and affected by legislation right now. And so um, that's ongoing. That's people's lives. And so although it seems mm -hmm. like we've been talking about that for a while, there's people living in that. So please check out how you can help out with that, even if it's just promotion. Absolutely. Um, and shamelessly now I say uh, also, uh, in, as far as promotion, if you like this, uh, then definitely like it, uh, rate it, uh, review it wherever you like to get it. Uh, if you really, really like it, then definitely share. Um, and I will point out, because it's a new link, um, we do have merch. We do have uh, two T-shirt designs available, and there's a link to it in the description that you can check out. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's all the that's all the business stuff. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> I got a paycheck coming up pretty soon, and that boop roasted my beans shirt is calling yeah. my name. Yeah, that is calling uh, and, my name. And good good reminder for that one. Um, it it's through T Public, so you can get that on you can get that on a coffee cup. 
You can get that on all kinds of stuff. Uh, Moo has figured out how to do the banners and I am afraid. <laughs> Merch. <laughs> Merch. Oh, no. Look out. Um, I love it. That's awesome. I, I, we have a kid uh, who ha he, he has the bad habit of taking single syllable things and like saying them like a goblin. And it's like worms <laughs> its way into my habits. That is so amazing. I have to try so hard not to just belt that out all the time whenever yes. new words enter my brain. That's going to be a new character in D&D &D for me now. There you go. There you go. Merch. If I can have a character named Beef, you can have a character named Merch, who only says his name. Yes. Yes. Uh, I believe that's just a Pokemon. So, uh, <laughs> yes. What has brought us together, um, again, something completely different. Uh, mm -hmm. Although robots are sort of droids, so I guess maybe there's a connection to be had there. Yeah. Uh, especially with um, Triple Zero. In oh, the yes. Darth Vader comics, evil C-3PO is yes. definitely Star Wars equivalent of a Terminator. Absolutely. There's also HK-47. HK-47, IG-88. Oh, my gosh. My boy. Um, and then uh, more recently, reintroduced into canon, we have Valance, the bounty hunter, um, mm -hmm. which if you're reading the bounty hunter comics, um, he literally just looks like a Terminator. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, oh, the only good thing about the Yuuzhan Vong, um, the... They they make droids that like hunt and kill the Yuuzhan Vong that literally look like Terminators. They look like perfect. Uh, they're they're C3PO's with skull faces. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that design of the T800 is one of the most perfectly designed robots you will yes. ever see. Like, it's it's just there's everything about it is perfect. It's so everything. And, and it, it's amazing because uh, this is, I think, one or two days after uh, the late Stan Winston's birthday. Yeah. Um, Stan Winston, who, if you loved 80s to 90s action, horror, any of that stuff, he designed it. Yep. He designed yeah. the, the thing you either fell in love with or the thing that scared the crap out of you as a kid. Yep. That dude had um, his hands in everything. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, so much. What a legacy. So, so many memorable things. Um. And so, uh, yeah, Terminator, iconic. And what's funny is it's not just the design. Uh, I would argue, you know, when the first film dropped, uh, it had a little bit of a Star Wars effect in that it was unlike sci-fi ever before. Absolutely. Um, and and definitely that kind of thing that feels difficult to replicate or follow up. Um, and But... When most people talk about Terminator or the, the series of films, which is what we're talking about, by the way. I don't know if I like explicitly said that. Yeah, it's a Terminator show. Hey. <laughs> right. Hate to break it to you guests who <laughs> didn't know that. No. <laughs> um, but like when, when I talk to a lot of people about like Terminator memories or favorite moments or anything like that, they don't talk about the first one as much. Uh, usually they, they talk about Terminator 2, T2. Uh, and I just think that's such a fascinating thing. Um, and, and the fact that it is James Cameron uh, in both uh, situations, the way he was able to outdo himself, I think is very impressive. Um, but before we talk about T2, I wanted to kind of preface how this began, or really I wanted Kevin and uh, Brad to, to preface how this began because 
<laughs> what, Kev, your discovery, and you, you kind of put it out there on Twitter, which is a good way to call it Sports News Podcast on Twitter. Yes. Um, but that your discovery domino affected into my we gotta do something with this. Yes. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dial this way back, right? Like Terminator, Terminator <laughs> one and Terminator two are my earliest memories of watching movies. That's how foundational these films are. Like my love of films, Terminator. My love of film scores, Terminator. My a lot of my creativity, Terminator. I have a, Terminator, a tattoo. I have a yeah. tattoo of a T eight hundred on my arm, right? Now so fast forward, Brad and I were reviewing Terminator Dark Fate. I think right? it was episode 13. No, no, this was much further. We were we were was it? reviewing Yeah, we were reviewing Dark Fate. This was only like a few years ago. Yeah, this was that was 2018, 19? Yeah, 2019, something like 2019. That. Good and, movie by the way. Oh, amazing. And in the middle of us talking about this, this is when this guy <laughs> decides to hit me with a little I'm factoid so that if glad you, if you that find I recorded the episode, it. <laughs> If you find the episode, you will hear my brain yeah. exploding. <laughs> he tells we'll hear me the aneurysm. Exactly. He tells me in the middle of us talking about this that he had never seen T1 or T2. And I did not know this. I didn't have a questionnaire when I... we became friends. I'm like, did you see this movie? Like, this was never discussed. He kept this from me for years. <laughs> And like, this was not the first time I had talked about Terminator on the podcast. Like Let's I have see. talked about it other times. Uh... Nothing, nothing. He didn't say a thing. And he hits me with this and I melt in my seat. <laughs> so it's been a running joke of like, he will now not watch Terminator. He would keep like hanging that over my head. Like, like he wasn't going to watch. It was, it, it was a thing. It was, it was like, oh yeah, head. no, I, I know I can watch it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> So I saw something recently somebody um, had posted uh, a friend of mine um, that was like, you know, I, the, the only reason I don't watch Star Wars movies is to see the reaction when I say I've never seen one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I feel that so, sort of same chaotic energy from yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's Brad being a chaos troll. Like, I, I do understand to a point, and then I'll, I, I will turn it to um, Boot. Uh, to hear your kind of introduction to this as well. I cl- clearly we know now that you know Brad was uh, forced. Um, what's that orange movie uh, with the people? You know, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Orange. I, I can't tell if it's an alien or if it's like a no. bad impression of like a southerner. No, it's, <laughs> it's the um, it's the guy that was the butler in Haunted Mansion, but when he was young and he wore wore a top hat. Oh my gosh, you're talking about Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange, there we go. I I was not going there. I was not going in that direction at all. Be thankful. That that is not, okay, okay. That is what they sound like. (laughs) Here, chastise me later. Crucify me later for that. I will. Um, My point being, Brad has been forced to consume Terminator uh, now to correct his sins. Anyway, but um, like I mean, I is this a bad time to mention something? 
I'm totally messing with finished. you guys. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> so I never finished it. <laughs> I like I, I, I know where your, you live. <laughs> I saw your Twitter. I know you started it, but I I'm gonna yeah. assume you finished it. Let's yeah. go. With that. No, I I did. Don't worry. <laughs> You're good. I, I get though, um, because Kev, you and I have talked about this. Um, and as Nerdyverse slowly becomes like an 80s action relive podcast, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, our, our love of Arnold Schwarzenegger is real. Um, he is the the king of action B movies uh, of that Absolutely. era and everything, and and say what you will, the, these movies are fantastic. I do think T sure. two gets a little bit more Academy than um, the first one for sure. It's definitely oh, uh, more the American greedy graffiti to Star Wars kind of situation, Bingo. but um, nonetheless, they're still lower level. They're still they're still just fun movies. They're not Absolutely. meant to be the biggest deal. Um, and so it, it's okay that it's a B action movie, but, um, because I fell in love with Arnie movies, uh, and whatnot, that was the only thing I had, like, that was the litmus test for what I consumed for a while as a young, oh, yeah. and that was what my mother fed me, <laughs> like, she kept <laughs> my supply mom. going of just same. like, oh, you, you liked Commando? All right. Last action hero. Oh, you like that <laughs> too? Good. True lies. And Absolutely. it just got weirder and weirder until finally she comes home with this. And and uh, it's funny because it's like such a vivid memory for me of um, her bringing home the VHS and everything. And like the reason she was like, all right, I know you like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I think you'll like it because of this. And she shows me the back that clearly has uh, the T-800 on the back. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, it's a Bionicle. <laughs> and, and, it, it was the crazy because she genuinely thought like that's that thing you you that's like. adorable um and you know my mother had no <laughs> awareness or filter of just like oh, oh, she's cutting no. his arm off <laughs> that's adorable um and so like that was the only reason uh 80s action movies and an adorable uh and <laughs> sometimes too innocent mother uh <laughs> and, that introduced me to it but Right. If you're not into those things, if um, and especially, I mean, timing wise, I, you know, I don't know. Um, like I said, I was watching that at like five, six. Same. Um, you know, if you were watching Power Rangers then and you weren't into action movies until later, maybe you weren't there until Die Hard with a Vengeance or, or one of the other later 90s movies. I get how you can miss Terminator is, oh, yeah. is my point. But but when you realize you have missed it. It's a good thing to go back to because they are uh, two, at least the two first two are very, 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 very good movies. Special movies. Very special. Absolutely. So, uh, but for you, you I, I can't remember. Did you, had you seen it before us? Nope. No. Okay. I, so I was aware as everybody pretty much is of Terminator because it is such a part of the collective conscious that, of course you know what Terminator is. Everybody's seen, like, the still of the hand going into the lava. Like, every, you know, Terminator. I'll right. be back, you know. Um, so for a long time, I didn't think that I needed to watch it. Until um, I met this dork at a summer camp. Um, and I, I don't know how I made it until we got engaged. Where you were just like, you've never seen Terminator. We can't get married without you seeing Terminator. <laughs> So that wasn't that wasn't I, legitimate because you're all fair played fastball. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it definitely was a test of just like 
how how into this are you? That's fair. <laughs> you'll put up with that. Um, I, you know, again, it's it's definitely one of those things. It's so referential, especially the second one. Um, that yeah, you can kind of get that feeling. Um, also, uh, well, and then uh, first of all, shout out to friend of the show Andy in the chat. They are amazing. First of all, but also I love and and want to continue to endorse Andy's efforts to completely change the aspect at which I view every film ever because exactly um, it's this. And then it was some other movie and maybe Andy remembers uh, that I don't, but they, they were like, Oh, it's this kind of movie. I'm like, huh? And the way they explain it, I'm just like, dang it. It is now. <laughs> um, but yes, this is a Christmas movie about Jesus Christ. <laughs> sure is. Sure mm -hmm. is. It's just with murder cyborgs. I mean, it's there if you oh, and, well, and what's so funny, uh, and and just because Andy's in the chat, and again, shout out to to like check out the live streams. You get direct uh interaction with us for that. But um I was watching Terminator 3 uh mm -hmm. about a month ago, and there is so much religious iconography in that. Like oh, yeah. I hadn't noticed it in many of the in the first or second one, but by the third one, they're really leaning into the whole Jesus thing. So Andy's on to something. Um, so uh, Brad, question for you to kind of start off. We'll we'll pass sure. it around from there. But uh, since you are the more recently indoctrinated and introduced into this, <laughs> um, we'll we'll lump it together. T one, T two, kind of thing. Do you do you agree with the hype around it now? Like especially, I mean, you're at the hip with Kev, so his hype <laughs> is is really up there, but it are are these that great of films and is t2 really a perfect sequel um i mean so my first i will say my first like introduction into terminator was when i was like a teenager and yes agreed <laughs> t1000s for christmas for everyone <laughs> i would be so irresponsible oh we all would um <laughs> But uh no, my first introduction to Terminator was uh uh Terminator three and it was when I was a teenager because uh I just stumbled across the DVD and I was like, uh, eh, I'll give this a watch. But I will uh you know the hype around T one and T two, I can I can understand it. I mean for the time it's I mean it's I I grew up watching I did watch like Commando, Jingle All the Way, Kindergarten Cop. Mm. You know, all those. I mean, it's it's not like I didn't watch action movies with Arnold in it. It's just never, just never. I just never came across Terminator. Sure. Well, and I mean, compared to other Arnie stuff, especially the first one. I mean, obviously by the second one, he was a little bit bigger, yeah. and they leaned on him a little bit more. But definitely the first one. It's not an Arnie movie. Like no, not in the traditional you know? sense. No, no. Um, no. it, it, it's really not his movie. It's just that it turns out mm. he was the most interesting part of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they definitely dial it up obviously in the second one and everyone after it, uh, yeah. and make it, make it him. Exactly. I mean, like Arnold functions in T1 as the boogeyman, right? Mm -hmm. Cause you have to look at T1, not as like a traditional eighties action movie. It has elements of that, but it's much more rooted in, word. It's much more rooted in horror. You know, it's much more rooted than that yeah. because, you know, you're James Cameron cast a bodybuilder to play this indestructible, in, immovable, unstoppable toaster. cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> a sentient toaster. Right? Basically. But, 
And then, and then what Arnold does with that, because he has less than 100 lines of dialogue in the whole movie, right? But what he does with his mannerisms, with, I mean, like, one of my favorite anecdotes, and I will always bring this up when talking about T1, any scene in which he is looking for someone, his eyes move first and then his head. And mm-hmm. that's deliberate. He deliberately did that to make it look like he was scanning an area like a robot would, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's that larger than life, unstoppable, crazy presence that just pole vaulted him sure. into like this this upper stratosphere of action. And then what they did with T2, what was so brilliant about the sequel is that how do you humanize that? You know, like, how do you humanize this murderous cyborg? It's it's such a clever and simple idea, but it works so, so, so ridiculously well. Yeah, well, because they have the benefit of that. And Boop, you'll appreciate this, obviously. Like, the, you know, I was wondering if you would go like the way I describe T1 all the time is it's a slasher movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it it really is um, because it has all of those elements because uh, slasher, despite popular belief, doesn't necessarily mean like chainsaw or machete or finger knives. It's just the concept of the the villain uh, and, and the kind of A to B scenario of the movie. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of this. It's like a, um, a more action leaning uh, sci fi slasher. Exactly. Um, exactly. And unlike uh, Jason Voorhees, unlike Michael Myers, you the the wrong thing to do is to humanize them. The wrong thing to do yep. is to put them too forward into the spotlight and story, right? But with right. with a Terminator with a uh, advanced learning machine like that, you can get away with that if you do it right. And they've Absolutely. been trying for for several times. Um, sometimes they do it better than others, for sure. Um, T2 had such a good formula, I think, for, like you said, the humanization uh, of him. Um, and and really, that's where I think, and we'll talk about it more, but I think that's what the sequels are trying to do, is they're not trying to necessarily advance, they're trying to replicate. Right. Um, and that can get problematic for films and series and sagas and whatnot. So Very much. Um, yes. But Boop, uh, for you, I mean, because um, you're also a little bit more recently... Uh, invested in this i mean we've been uh that that'd be like eight nine years now um dear god we've been together for a very long time (laughs) yes we have (laughs) uh and i still love you um but the the hype (laughs) around these movies um i mean because you had me hyping it up much like brad had kev i i was hyping i'm like you you've got to these are Mm -hmm. like because I, I do, I put these as some of the best of uh, Arnie's films. Absolutely. Um, do, does the hype live up for you? Do you get it? Do you agree with it, maybe? I mean, it's... I I love T1 for, like you said, the horror movie that it is. It's it's an excellent sci-fi horror. I, I think it's one of the best I've ever seen. It's very hard to do robots and horror at the same time. I mean, you can get T1 or you can get Chopping Mall, like... Yeah, <laughs> it's a toss-up, babe. Watch like, both, please. <laughs> watch both. Both are very good. Um, yeah, like I after watching it, I definitely understood where you were coming from with all of that <laughs> because I I have distinct memories with much like you know Transformers, you taking me over to the shelf of your figures and explaining to me what this was, where it was from, and the entire history which is one of my favorite things to do with you. It's a lovely bonding experience. 
but like I being able to put content to faces and concepts is always very helpful. Uh, we will get there, Andy. We will we will be referencing forward a little bit just because yep. I, I do love the underrated Dark Fate uh, of all Absolutely. of the sequels. Incredibly yeah. underrated. Um, oh, and I will say uh, Terminator 2 is the best sequel ever made. Just yeah, it's a, it's a, that is a fair, fair point. So I mean, fair. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's sort of the... So back to... So after Kevin and I had, had that exchange... Um, you know, about, hey, I'm, I'm having to get Brad into this. I'm having to catch him up a little bit. Like, that would be uh, amazing to talk about. Oh, yeah. um, and then kind of sparsing out of just, like, it's not only just the introduction to it, but, like, th this, like, you've got to see the first one. But then you get the benefit of compounding it with, but it's got such a perfect sequel. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, yep. you know, that really decided the fiber of this episode of, you know, how how you follow up greatness right like so yeah it's terminator 2 the perfect sequel maybe we do have some definitive claims so far but like part of it's because like to to recognize the goodness of the second one you have to acknowledge that it was following up a pretty big deal mm -hmm. uh at the time as well um i wouldn't say the first one's a perfect film by any standard but definitely what uh he's able to turn around and do with the second one from the success because it's it's almost a weird uh sam raimi evil dead situation where like mm -hmm. the first one's not perfect but it's pure right and then uh, it's not the second one it's a remake but it's not a remake it's weird but then he comes back and he's like all right this is uh my pure passion but with a budget <laughs> Right. Exactly. And that's T2 to me. Like, I think part of what makes it better is just money. Like, I, I hate to treat it to that. Um, but that's definitely a big factor. They're able to do so much more. Like, T2 has a lot of scale to it. Huge. Um, more action scenes, more uh, heavy action scenes, like several throughout, like, throughout real traffic. Because if you go back and watch T1... Most of the time, those trucks, they're passing like one or two cars. Like they're, yep. you know, T2, they're actually down the highway. We yep. get two truck chase scenes. We get a freaking helicopter. Yes. Uh, like, oh my. And let, all right, let's stop and appreciate. Like we love action movies, 80s especially, but like this preys on and defined the next 10 years too, right? Like it you've got to have a minigun. Well, like, yeah. You're doing an action movie. You've got to have a minigun now. <laughs> you're absolutely right because it's it set. And much to its honestly, honestly, I think much to the franchise's detriment, T2 set an, inc an incredible and inc a crazy yeah. precedent because, you know, when you have a sequel that when you take the first film and you're like, OK, where do we take it from here? Well, we, we turn the T800 on its head instead of being a murderous cyborg. It learns the value of human life. OK, so we need a bad guy. Well, we have all this cool special effects. Let's make let's make one that's polymorphic, and oh, plus let's let's cast Robert Patrick. Well, he'll, he'll scare people for generations. Apparently, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. But it's a very scary blank face when a man can have that. Yes. So not not to take off the the thought train, but I just realized what our connection to Star Wars is, because the special effects were done by ILM. Yep. No. There, there you go. go. Yep. There it is. I mean. 
And then on top of that, right? Like, okay, one little fun factoid about Robert Patrick is the T T one thousand. The scene in the hallway of the mall where he's shooting at the T eight hundred, he trained himself for months not to blink when he discharged a firearm, mm. specifically for that. And Insane. like, and and I, I will admit freely, the T one thousand plagued my nightmares for years. You know, like there was that scene in Wayne's World where he has a cameo. Yes. I had to close my eyes. I had to close my eyes because I was like, oh, no. Well, it's that. Oh, and then he gets uh, – it's funny because, like, going back a few years later when I had first watched uh, Terminator 2 and and watching Last Action Hero and being like, the guy, you know, because yep. he gets a little cameo there. It was so – oh, my God. But, yeah, Robert Patrick is amazing. Also, sorry to our audio listeners for that clap. I didn't mean to, but I got excited. <laughs> oh, we're going to get uh, a lot more excited, buddy. <laughs> yell at me later, but – um. Uh, just FYI, you have to subscribe to yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to buy merch. Um, Robert Patrick's fantastic. He does a lot of good things. Um, he's continued to do a lot of great things. I actually recently just rewatched Walk the Line. He plays the dad in there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I he, mean, like, if you think about the T-1000, what it needs to do, it needs to be... Because the, the thing that makes T1 so indomitable is like, how do you stop this thing? Mm. So with the T1000, how do you stop something that's mimetic and polymorphic and can assume anyone's shape? Like, and even, and I love the fact that like right off the bat, the T800 says it's an advanced prototype. Like I, there's, there's, it, it's the same line that Kyle Reese gives in T1 where it's like, can you kill it? Like I, with these weapons, I don't know. Well, and you that's know? the thing too, is like in the first one, you know, they're like, it doesn't sleep. It doesn't eat. It doesn't yep. get thirsty. It, it goes until it gets you and, 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 and terminates you. And it's funny because all of that is taken away from the T-800 in this next one, right? Yep. The number of times he's like incapacitated, yep. the number of times he has whooped. Oh, it's beanish. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, they really do a great job of, it's not just the humanization, but they like, they take away the threat of him to add to the threat of the T-1000 because exactly profile wise, Robert Patrick in, in, in the nineties was not a threatening man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Well, I mean my one of like, after I watched the second movie, I was like, I want to look into this more. And like one of my, one of the favorite little factoids that I read was how he trained himself to sprint Mm -hmm. And they had to redo that uh, the motorbikes the the yeah the dirt bike scene like several times because he kept catching up. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. insane. He he kept catching the kid on the bike because he just he trained. That's that's awesome. Well, and I mean, and he's that kind of guy, and especially I mean, he's gotten older. That's all I mean. But like in his earlier uh, years involved in action and film, I mean, he was dedicated he was oh, yeah. he was one of those guys you got i mean uh you know i mentioned um uh die hard before he was in die hard 2 yes, and he, he was, was one of those yes, goons that's memorable man like that's everything he did until he was the guy in front of the camera uh he 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 was a star wars character he was that guy that was more interesting than everything else on the screen at times yeah and i think it's fan and one thing um before we uh move on from t1000 but um Look into, we already mentioned it, uh, and it's because I love Stan Winston and Stan Winston Studios. Uh, they've done amazing, amazing things with practical uh, technology, makeup, and effects and everything. Look into how they did that stuff. Because, like, the the uh, moments where the T-1000 gets shot, 
and you see the mimetic alloy like pop, mm -hmm. that's physical. That is mm -hmm. not CGI, right? Yep. Like th the work that they did to bring Cameron's vision to life for this very edgy and dangerous like creature, like this could have flopped so bad. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. easily. And it worked. And it's that marrying between Stan Winston Studios, ILM, and, and a couple of other digital shops that did some touch up and everything. But like bringing those together really, I, I think we're going to get nearer to a point where it, it ages itself. But right now, I still think it, it works pretty well. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, it doesn't feel dated to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you know? no. the, the one time I'll give you is after the, the car, the truck crash in the earlier part of the movie the first kind of interaction oh, yeah. with the t800 and t1000 mm -hmm. you know the t1000 outside uh with a lot of color and pop okay but i'll see that and raise you the scene of the the uh him reforming in the yes. uh the forgery or wh oh, whatever. steel mill yeah steel mill mm -hmm. um first of all the physical effects of uh the melting the the rejoining and then into the digital you can't Oh god! You can't tell me that's not beautiful. Dude, no, it is. The, the blending of the stop motion effects mixed with the magic that they made with CGI is absolutely insane. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you all mentioned the scary of the T one thousand. You know, I, I I was watching Predator at like four. I it, it didn't hit me, but I will say the one thing <laughs> that did creep me out and and kind of still is a noise that kind of is nails on a chalkboard for me is the scream of the t-1000 when it goes into oh, the water, yes. Yes. Well, not the water. It, it is water for the actor but into the lava yeah, yeah. it's like, oh. it like kind of like that metallic screech yeah and well, yeah. yeah because like the whole idea is like machines can't feel pain like like what does the t the t-800 say you know when john connor asked him does it hurt when you get shot you know i sense like, injuries the data right. could be called pain you know the t-1000 is like literally screaming in pain because it's melting mm -hmm. like and it's so it's such a cool thing because like the entire time you see that character the t1000 he's just stone-faced even when he's doing the whole no 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 thing stone-faced and then you throw him oh, in yeah. some lava and he's like eh. well <laughs> yeah it, that they really up and and that's where a little bit more of the horror comes in i oh, think yeah. that the, Overall, there's not much of it in that film, but that that's a scene that definitely is like definitely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and it's Brad Fidel's score. It's mm -hmm. the it's oh, the, the orchestration he had behind that death of the T1000. It's so chaotic and mm -hmm. and messy. Like Brad Fidel deserves so much credit for the scores for T1 and T2. They're yes. some of my favorites. Period. Well, because I mean, you go and and you read it in the music. Like he John Williams' level of understanding the material because like in the first one it's definitely that cold and distant and dreary kind of sound to the score mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. almost like noir yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it's definitely it, it's not it doesn't feel good but it doesn't feel bad mm -hmm. it's uncertain it's kind of right? depressing and and you follow yeah. that up with <laughs> i mean a full two minute score in the opening scene that feels like freaking heroic theme yeah it's right? everything scaled up man everything it, scaled up it's so good. Like, I mean, it's definitely like the Terminator theme at the beginning of T2 is up there with the levels of like Iron Man's theme or uh, even Superman's of like, no, this is an anthem for this character. This is absolutely it. Um, Brad, I'll start off with you for this this next little bit. But um, 
but just because you you know you mentioned that you started out with Terminator Three, mm -hmm. um, not as bad of a sequel as I think a lot of people think it is. I would agree. Yeah. But you know, so what what for you uh, do you think T two got right as a sequel that T three or any of the others you saw maybe didn't? Why why hasn't it continued uh, its success throughout the series? Well, I think what it is is that they did so well with T two and they saw so much success with T2. I feel like they tried to duplicate that, but they couldn't quite get the formula again. I mean, because it's it's the same T800 versus a new prototype again. It, that's that's all it is. And guess what? This one kind of changes around, too. It's I think, was it else? Uh, did this one have an endoskeleton, or was it a... Uh, it, it had an endoskeleton, but it had a yeah. polymimetic... Uh, yeah. It was kind of a pre-Dark Fate kind of thing, because Dark Fate yeah. did a very similar, we're going to do both kind of thing. Yeah. Right. They definitely made it feel more validated for yeah. existing. Yeah, um, so I mean, it's 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 just that thing. It's I feel like the third movie just kind of du tried to duplicate two, and people had already seen that, and they already had the expectations of two going into it. Yeah, sure. I would agree. They, kind of, they basically just shot themselves in the foot, I think. Yeah, because, like, I mean, if T3 has one biggest flaw, it's that the stakes are the same as T2. Yeah. Like, the Pretty stakes much. in T1 are save Sarah Connor, protect her at all costs, right? Mm -hmm. The stakes in T2, protect John Connor at all costs. Oh, yeah, we're also going to stop Skynet in the cradle, right? Yeah. We're going to kill it in the cradle. So the stakes are raised. With T3, it's we have to stop Skynet. Well, yeah. you already did that. And when what I will give T3 credit for is when I saw it in the theaters, I was not prepared for the way it ended. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that was the point I was going to make. Like, I, I like that it actually spends 80% of the film making you think that the stakes are the same. It right. only, I, I, I appreciated, and I think it was a decent twist. I agree. I agree. Like, because it, that, that twist made it for me. That made it like the thing like, okay, cool. All right. Right. See, I kind I kind of hesitate with that though because I feel like the twist ending, like it was a good twist and everything, but I feel like that might have, like, I kind of had the thought of oh, they're just doing that so they can make more movies. Yeah, they kind of were here. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a value in James Cameron being very like deliberate with the ending. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was even almost more deliberate. I mean, we almost mm -hmm. got an old Sarah Connor watching her son and grandson. Uh, situation yeah that would have definitely been a nail in the coffin um but like what even still what we got was a very like nah we kind of saved the day like yeah it it we really did it um so you can watch it both ways I, I, like you can watch t2 and be done or if you're see so what i like about t3 at least is it is a little safe you know, same stakes like you mentioned, Kev. Mm -hmm. I mean, even kind of to the nitty gritty. We got the truck scene again. We yeah. got the weapon stash scene again, right? Like, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, but there were a couple of things that showed that what they did had an effect, but not necessarily the desired effect, right? right. Like, John Connor does still die in the timeline just not when they think it would happen right um you know skynet launches but not necessarily the way they think it would have or what right. the way it originally would have if anything uh because it even alludes to they actually advanced it because you know uh you know judgment day happening on um august 19 1997 
right? Like technology then is very different than 2005 right. or three. I can't remember. Yeah. 2003. I mean, it's a little jump, but it's enough of a jump where it's like, um, we actually gave Skynet more advanced technology to, right. to start their murder with. Right. Um, I, I like, you know, uh, Mu, I don't remember what you called it, but it, you, you, you described the reason I like um, butterfly effect recently. Um, oh, you know, it's, um, it's tragedy porn. Uh, so it's the thing of just like, it's going to end badly one way or the right. other. It's like the lesser of evils. Right. And this movie kind of does that where it's just like, it's a bunch of just not working out. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I, it, I, that. I mean, it is, I think T3 is undeservedly maligned. I definitely do think so. You know, and I mean, I'll, I'll even say that about all, Salvation. The, all the sequels. I mean, Salvation, Salvation was, for sure. I mean, that was unfairly maligned. Uh, even Genesis. I mean, there, for no, all the stuff that was that... fair. <laughs> I, I was I gonna line. say that, but I was like, yeah, I'll be. I mean, like, okay, so Genesis has moments for me. It really does. Like, you know, and maybe it's just my my affinity for Arnold, but there's that moment at the end of Genesis where he tells Kyle Reese to protect his Sarah, and that's like the climax of the movie. Like that 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 got me. That hit me. Yes. You know, the, there's um, little everything that's good about Genesis for me. And I use that loosely because it's very brief because it hinges on that kind of those referential referential things. Yeah. I love the T-1000 in Genesis. Yeah. Like I love the opening scene of him facing off with the OG T-800. Right. I like all right. of those things. I just don't like the main plot. Oh, sure. And it's, it's messy. And it was, it was obviously they were trying to like reboot the franchise and try something different. And it was just, I, I have to give them credit for trying it and using the more meta aspects of the time travel and, and, and that the credit where credit's due. Um, eh, 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 you know, I mean, and I see that, 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 that is the exact reason why I knew it wasn't time to tell him I hadn't watched one and two yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> now the movie that I wish they would have sequelized in a big, bad way is salvation. Salvation sure. set the, it set the mm -hmm. groundwork for such interesting, interesting stuff that could have been done with it. You know, well, it was supposed to be a trilogy. Um, it was. It was originally going to be more. It was going to be the next three. It, maybe the end. I don't know. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, Salvation inspired the hell out of me. When I first saw that, I was like, yes. You know, because there were moments within Salvation that felt like Terminator, you know, felt like it. There were good references, good character development. It, it inspired me so much that I wrote my own fan fiction around that universe, man. Like I, I wrote chapters of stuff, you know, it, 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 it was, it was the part of Terminator we all wanted to see. And exactly. I just, I think some people had fantasized too long about what it would be. And I agree. Had a last Jedi kind of experience with it. I would absolutely um, agree. You know, um, and, and that's really the only thing I can hold against salvation because i think um you know for me like the the top ones are definitely one two um salvation and dark fate like yeah three three is really good it's safe it's it's exactly you know it's definitely better than genesis uh but all of the others do something well and are referential while also being mostly original um and and definitely like widening the understanding of this this universe which is 
hard for as long as we've had these films. I mean, this is 1983, 84, 84 for T1. So, I mean, like, geez, we're almost at 40 years of Terminator. Like, it's getting harder and harder to do and do well in original. Exactly. And it's also harder to, like, make it relevant to the time. I mean, because... In 1984, True. a giant, you know, supercomputer that inhabited an entire space was the norm. I mean, you have a supercomputer, you know, right here now. So, yes. you know, it's it's hard to adapt it to a modern setting. I'll give it that. I mean, that's if I'm going to heap praise on Dark Fate, that's what Dark Fate did. It was able yeah. to adapt it to the modern you know, because instead of a uh, of a single sentience launching nuclear missiles, it was, you know, it was an internet thing, and then everything started to collapse, and that was how it was subtly, like subtly, getting control. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's the thing. Dark Fate, while bringing it into more modern context, still felt like Terminator. It mm-hmm. felt like T one, T two, because again, I think any anything that follows T two has a hell of a climb. Like mm-hmm. you, sure. you better be ready to scale some summits, you know, cause it is perfect. It's perfect from start to finish. T2 is perfect, flawless. You must enshrine it in some kind of like forever <laughs> preserved thing where nobody can touch it. Nobody can sully it. You know, it belongs in a museum. It belongs yes! in a museum. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, and I, I definitely think we're getting to that point where I would be okay with no more. I'd love a sequel to Dark Fate. I would like more, but I'm also okay if we don't because right. of exactly what you're talking about. Okay, we're getting to a point where it's just like, I don't know how much more we can do this and do this well. I mean, you know what you could do with it, though? Because, you know, we've talked a lot about Arnie and we've talked about the T-1000. We have not talked about Linda Hamilton. And no, we haven't the arc of Linda Hamilton from T1, you know, being this, this very, uh, yeah. Well, I mean like, just like deer in the headlights, what the hell Mm -hmm. is going on to Mm -hmm. the capable, but somewhat crazy um, version of Linda Hamilton that we get in T2. Hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if, If Linda Hamilton didn't make you feel a certain way, you weren't watching the right movie. Her, by her yeah. best performance in T3 where she was dead. Yes. But then what I loved about Dark Fate, Linda Hamilton and Dark Fate is capable. She's still the same capable Sarah Connor, but she's just got this sadness, man. Cause I mean, we've talked about Dark Fate on the show and how it opened up. I mean, like the, the balls on that movie to open up with murking John Connor, you know what I mean? For sure. And you have this, capable but broken sarah connor so what you could do if you wanted to carry the franchise further and you don't want to do it through the fee- the medium of film because it's maybe too risky you're spending too much money on something you might not get a return on series like we we did the sarah connor chronicles which was amazing yes do it within the dark fate universe because sure. i linda hamilton almost carried dark fate for me like she she gave she turned in such a good performance oh yeah i mean and honestly i feel like that like anyone noticed that like all these movies that were like, eh, they just weren't quite as good. Just didn't have him Linda Hamilton in them. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant point, Brad. Um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the Sarah Connor Chronicles and I, you know, that was a part of my list to make sure to uh, mention and hopefully encourage people to check out because um, it's good. It's just yes. not 
don't connect it to Nothing. anything other than the bare basics of the original plot. Yep. Right? Yep. So, like, the principal plot of T1 and T2, that's it. And then Sarah Connor Chronicles. It's fantastic. It's such an interesting what-if uh, to follow. And and that's what I do like, right, is you you kind of... You can follow any path you want. Exactly. And and I agree with them that, you know, one, two and dark fate are a fantastic trilogy. Absolutely. You could do one, two, three. You could do one, two, three uh, and salvation. You could do one, two, Sarah Connor. Like it's a choose your own adventure. Yes. Like, come on. It's, it's fantastic. And every one of them have murder robots. So absolutely. And and Andy's right. Mackenzie Davis deserves a lot of credit because that, character in dark fate i also that's another that's another hallmark of terminator films right there's always an escalation of the technology so the t1000 is the escalation in t2 and it's a perfect fit to that so how do you escalate for dark fate not only do you have this rev 9 which is polymimetic and uh seemingly unstoppable you also have the resistance fighter who is also augmented and such a brilliant spin on it she she got a better hand at what they tried to do with Sam Worthington in yes. Salvation. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, I, I love Salvation, but that that hinging it on, on his character and that kind of thread wasn't the best and strongest pillar. Yeah. Uh, interesting, but just didn't get there here. No, this is a major pillar holding up this film. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Praise where praise is due for that. So uh, one thing to kind of wrap up uh, here for us, unfortunately, I there, look, we're, we're in the long haul for this. We, we, we have too much fun to not do this more. So we're bound to yeah. talk about this stuff more. I mean, I could go another hour. Oh, <laughs> easily. Um, but um, w- going around, I, I have another final question for us, but uh, going around. So final verdict, uh, I, two votes from you. I realize my hand's not on the camera. Uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, you're cute. One is Terminator. Two, a perfect sequel. And number two, uh, is it the best Terminator has to offer? Out of I mean, we've pretty much talked about everything, not necessarily at the same length that that's the the nature of the format but so is it a perfect sequel and is it the best of the terminator series uh what are your thoughts brad i like picking on you so i'm going to start with this one (laughs) um i would definitely say that i mean it's especially these days it's hard to find a sequel that you know doesn't just repeat the same thing it doesn't you know try and do something totally different it's they built off of what they already had and that worked out very well for them. I would say yes, it's it's probably the perfect sequel. I it's I have not I I I think the only thing that stopped me from finishing T2 in one sitting was the fact that I watched it starting at four o'clock in the morning after dropping my wife off at work, and then I had to go to work at seven thirty and I had to start getting ready to go to work. It's a decently long movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um I had to stop watching it at six o'clock because I had to I had to get myself and my daughter ready. So but I mean that's the only thing that stopped me from finishing it in one sitting. I would say it's it's definitely up there. It's very especially these days, very hard to find a perfect sequel. I think they did it. For sure. For sure. Boop. 
5,000. Boop 5,000. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've already said, you know, it. I in my mind, it is the perfect sequel because it takes the concepts of the first movie and absolutely just takes it to five bajillion in quality and in concept. Like, I look, the scene where he rips off his arm and it's the uh, the stop motion cybernetic that lives in my head rent free. Mm -hmm. Not just because of that clip where someone edited Kermit over the hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's though. an excellent, it's an excellent meme, but yeah, like I, I allowed it as one of the best movies I've ever seen. And one of the best sequels to ever exist because of the quality of the movie in general. Like even if it wasn't a Terminator movie, You'd have to take out a lot of stuff to not make it a Terminator movie, but you get what I mean. Like yeah. it is a fantastic freaking movie. It's scary. It like it's fun to watch. It's got great dialogue. You got Arnie trying to smile. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to watch that? Um, yeah, that, I, I think it is the perfect table. Isn't Kev, it? Kev, remind me, is that in the standard edition or the the, the director's edition that is in the uh the the special editions we'll call it the special editions <laughs> there it, you go I'm yeah because does it, he have it, a beak yeah it's it's one of those things where he's it, that scene where he's like attempting to smile yeah that's that's not in the theatrical cut also not in the theatrical cut is one of the most integral scenes to t2 it's when they reset his chip when they actually yes mm -hmm. that is so integral i don't know why james cameron didn't leave it in there and I honestly think it's the reason so many people don't realize Linda Hamilton's a twin. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, brilliant filmmaking. You utilize oh. the resources that you have. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Kev, do you, you also kind of answered, but. Mm. So is it the perfect sequel? Yes. Unequivocally. It is. If there's a pantheon of perfect sequels, it's, it's, it's absolutely in there. Is it the best the franchise has to offer? That's a harder one because um, for me, my heart always goes to T1 because that was my first memory. It's the one that every time I watch it, it's like I'm watching it for the first time. It's that integral. But T2 also has some really awesome memories wrapped up in it. You know, like um, I'll just give you a few real quick. We rented it from Blockbuster and this was again, this was the 90s. So we rented it from Blockbuster yeah. and we stacked our two VCRs together and we pirated that thing and we kept it. We returned the tape, but we, we kept our own copy. <laughs> and I had it on a, on a VHS that was T1 and T2. I could watch them back to back. And I, I recreated so many scenes from T2 when I was a kid, right? Like I recreated the scene where he's pulling the pipe out and he's reviving himself. And so is it the best it has to offer? Probably, probably. Um, it's so hard for me to like to rank these things because they're so important to me. Sure. Um, Terminator means everything to me. Like for for a small kid who was awkward and shy and didn't know how to talk to people <laughs> and felt very small and weak to, to identify with a character that would literally walk through bullets and was unfazed. It was like I looked at that character and thought like, I want to be that. You know what I mean? So if I had to answer honestly, what does the best Determinator has to offer? The whole franchise is the best it has to offer. And I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but it's it's so hard for me to like boil down like what's the best? You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, but 
conventionally speaking, yeah, T2 is probably the best that you're going to get. <laughs> it's good. It, 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 um, well, and, I mean, that's the hard but lovely thing about, you know, what we do and what we talk about is our hearts in it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that that's why we like talking about that. That's why we do the show is because like passionate answers are way better than like factual uh, and I know that would get me like screwed in politics, but like, you know, I, I, I don't want to hear your like uh, thesis on why the movie's perfect. I want to know why you like it. Like, yeah, two different equations there. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's in the Hall of Fame of perfect sequels. Um, you know, because time is a crazy concept, I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect sequel just because things change and um everything's representative of its kind of space in that time spectrum Absolutely. um and so for this era of filmmaking for this era of sci-fi and action it's one of the best sequels out there for sure absolutely um all time that's harder but yeah absolutely. Uh, brad got dark um <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> sometimes um and so, but I, I would, yeah. I would put it uh, alongside some others, which y'all put a pin in that because that's the next exercise. But um, I do think it's an example. Uh, if you need to know how to follow up something good or greater with something even better, watch, watch these two films back to back yep. and, and take notes. Uh, that's just the reality of it. Um, I like where you went, Kevin, because I was kind of leaning in the same direction of, um, and it's kind of changed over time. Uh, with my opinions of things and whatnot, but like, I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice, but I'm trying to be honest. So I'm gonna say everything but Genesis. <laughs> 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 I'm sure I could find some nice things if I really sat on it, but like everything but Genesis for me especially has some sort of advancement, some sort of nostalgia, some sort of meaning, mm -hmm. and I. I you know, take the cop out as well of like, I think although T2 is a great example, I think they all have something that I love and that make them all valid as well. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of those hard things where it's just like, there's no bad one. Like, it's like Star Wars, like there's no bad one. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't know what to do with that. It's because it's, you know, when you, when you encounter something foundational and that's, at the end of the day, that's what these things become, these films or comic books or IP that we you know, consume. Um, it's so foundational and it's it's more than just a it's more than just a comfort blanket. It's more than anything like that. It's 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 your idealized world that you want to live in. Ooh. It's it's this it's this avenue in which you get to experience something that might feel like it's just for you. And you get to close off the rest of the world and you just get to inhabit this thing. And especially when you're young, when you're young, you don't realize how foundational these things are until you really start to examine it as you get older. And then, you know, it, it can either it should just enrich your your love for that thing. And it, it does sound weird on its face for me to be waxing poetic about Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. But, hey, but, content, content's content. Like some yeah. people do that with paintings that are 1800 years old and we do it with movies that are way more entertaining. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's like, it, but like the, the genesis eh? um, for everything that I'm into, 
you know, Star Wars, Batman, Marvel, all of it, all of it began with my parents' rather reckless decision to let a four-year-old yes. kid watch Terminator <laughs> 1, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, I would disturb my grandparents because I would throw a leather jacket and some sunglasses on and some toy guns and I'd go shoot, a, shoot up a police station because that was normal. There, there, uh, there is a period uh, captured in film where I wore sunglasses any opportunity I could in pictures because it's of adorable. Terminator. <laughs> so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my mom to send me a picture of me doing that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share it in the Discord. Everyone's gonna see little Termakev. There you go. Hit us up, uh, and that's a good plug. Uh, Nerd Herder Podcast does have a Discord, and I think for a couple more days, uh, if you head to our profile, you can find the link where you can access it freely. Not that we're going to keep that necessarily closed all the time, but um, at least for now, we're inviting anybody that wants to check it out to check it out, where we talk about episodes before they come out and all that good stuff. Um, so if you want to check it out, do so. Uh, yeah, and if for nothing else, I'm to on. see Baby Kev. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, uh, like I said, put a pin in for, for the final round table. Um, I, I want to hear from everybody one more sequel, right? Cause we, we're giving this one a lot of high praise and, and fair it's due. Um, but there are other ones I think of, um, and I'm sure that with our brains combined, uh, you as well, but, uh, what, what's one from everybody? What's, what's another perfect sequel? Uh, for you on the the DVD VHS shelf, I've got an answer. Okay, I've got one. I've got one. I have two answers actually. Um, Peter, first no. one, Temple of Doom. One hundred percent. Temple of Doom is a fantastic That's movie. A prequel, right? No, no, it's no, a it's sequel. sequel. Because they make mention of Marion at some point. Don't they, Kev? I thought they did. Correct me. Uh... I think. I, I could be completely wrong, but I, I thought that one of them was a prequel. I am not an authority on Indiana Jones, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out. <laughs> you just play one on television. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna be that guy. Yeah. It, Whatever. It came out after the first one, so yes, we'll, yeah. I'll give it to you. Temple of Doom is an excellent movie. It, it, it stands alone, which makes a fantastic sequel, in my opinion. It, you know, it plays off of the first one very well. It does more character work for Indy in general. Uh, my other answer is my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze. Andy, thank you. Such a good freaking movie. Is it a prequel? Yeah. It's a prequel. I, I, right. I trust Andy. I trust their word more but than anyone really. else. Let's let's circle back to the secret of the news thing because I mean, come on. Let's let's let Tokar, Razor, Super Shredder, so, Vanilla Ice. I actually had somebody like dissing. I have on, them right here. Uh, Tokar and Razor the other day, and I'm like, bruh, don't do not Get talk about babies yeah. like that. Get <laughs> at their babies. Baby. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, like I have. This is the only thing that I can take off the shelf without absolutely destroying everything. But I have my TCRI slime right here. Yes, Secret of the Ooze is is very much like T two in that most people talk about the second one. I'll give it to them. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, oh yeah, absolutely. I, like I love Dude, that. the Again, suits improved. Like I love oh. my guy Stan. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Brad, you said you had one too. I did, but now I'm rethinking, and I'm like, oh, really, though? I mean, 
Don't second guess yourself. Go with here. your gut. Speak with I your heart, man. Say, I was going to say it. aliens. Yeah. Yes. Good. Well, very good movie. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people would disagree, but I mean, I feel like escalating of the threat. I mean, they played off of Ripley very well. Especially the motherly instincts after finding out that her daughter is now, you know, twice her age and is a, I think, has she passed on? No, she hadn't passed yet. But I mean, just, I don't know. They, they, they did something and I mean, a lot of people don't like it because they brought in the Marines, but I mean, I like the Marines. Yeah. Um, bonus points. It's also another Jim's Jim, Jim Cameron. Um, Sure at Stan Winston redesign um, sure of the aliens, uh, like so much good stuff. Bill yeah. Paxton, um, you get Michael Bean. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I love that movie so much. Um, I I think it's a good escalation. Like I love my alien horror, but I also do love just the, um, you know, Starship Trooper swarm, yeah. like you know, kill them all kind of like. I think. I think the only oh. alien movie that any no one talks about is four. Oh no, I I talk any give me a shot. Let me do it. I would right. talk about that. I, bro, I, I enjoy four. I enjoy four. Would I say it's a Don't perfect sequel? No. There there's not no. I, this is all right, here's your content, guys. I'm coming on. One day. There's <laughs> not a bad aliens movie. Like I love all of them dearly. Like there's no Genesis in there. They are all great. All the and I'm talking Prometheus. So I'm rude. Covenant. Oh, Prometheus and Covenant. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. They are all fantastic. I love them all, and they are all valid children. Covenant freaked me out. Covenant Good. was great. The way the way Covenant the way Covenant ended. Uh, like, I love that freaked Covenant. me out. <laughs> um, sorry, that just like tickled me deeply that was a I, I love those movies that series because mm -hmm. uh, of everything it's the most consistent for me uh of that yeah. kind of that era right like so i mean they went from 1979 to uh 2018 i believe i, say, I think um, came out in 18 yes like, yes it they, was 2018. they had a banger every time mm -hmm. i mean you know, there's some dips in quality. You could argue for Predator, Terminator, all of that, but man. But when you're invested in a franchise, none of that matters. Oh, when sure. You're invested, mm -hmm. it's oh, absolutely. Like, it could be the most maligned movie by like literally everybody, and you'll be the one person being like, "Nah, I still like it." That like Kevin with Genesis. Yeah, yeah. I'll still. Uh, there's redeeming qualities for me. <laughs> and that's the fine because I'll be the first. I'm well. It's my opinion. I'll, like I'll take it. It, it. Everything about Genesis is just my opinion. Like exactly. It's exactly. It is not law. <laughs> exactly. No, there's no yeah. stakes here. <laughs> yeah, like I get nothing for hating a movie or telling exactly. you that you're wrong. Uh, but uh, tell me your your favorite other sequel so I can tell you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so don't you dare to say Genesis. <laughs> no, I mean, so I'm trying to think of another perfect sequel. I mean, of course, everyone would say Empire Strikes Back, right? Because naturally. Sure. Um, I'd say my wife hates Empire. Yeah, well, your wife is wrong. Wow. <laughs> I tell her like she will skip the Hoth battle every time, and I'm like, no, I want to watch the Hoth battle. Oh, that's you know what? Okay. It's painful. At least she watches it with you, pal. Yeah, that's well, true. I mean, <laughs> so you do what you got to do. <laughs> perfect sequel, though. I mean, okay. Um, I would argue that the Last Jedi is the perfect sequel to Force Awakens. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, yeah. But you know what? It keeps coming to my brain and I can't, it's like, a, it's a mind worm. I can't get it out of there. It's the two towers. Um, the best mm. yeah. Lord of the Rings films for sure. Because like the middle chapters of anything are always very difficult because how do you take a middle chapter and give it a beginning, middle and an end and have a satisfying climax? It's not an easy thing to pull off, which is why there's not as many trilogies as, <laughs> as you'd think there'd be, yeah. you know? So the two towers, it, it kind of does everything that a sequel needs to do. It escalates, mm -hmm. but it, it also elevates everything. And it, mm -hmm. and it doesn't sacrifice on the emotional beats. It just builds Not more, more, it builds more around the characters. Plus any movie that ends with Samwise giving a speech, that's going to leave you in a puddle of tears. It still hits. Every to this time. Day. Every time. Um, like my wife looks at me like, are you crying? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say like the lord of the rings like the first one you never like the big goosebump moment was the balrog mm. that was Absolutely. that was the goosebump moment with with two towers the thing that gave me goosebumps was uh helm's deep oh yes like that Absolutely. is as that that whole sequence was just amazing yeah because like that the, is film exactly because yes. like in Cinema. the books Helm's Deep is a chapter. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Tolkien is he's really good at descriptions, but when it comes to battles, he kind of just glosses over some stuff because mm -hmm. it's it's literature, right? Like the the way that Peter Jackson built the suspense to Helm's Deep, like everything built up to that. So by the time the Urukai show up at Helm's Deep and like they're just marching, you've just you're on the edge of your seat because you don't you don't know what's going to, it's just, it's an, it's an insane feat of filmmaking. Um, sure. Are you ready to go another hour? Cause we're about to go to town for a whole other <laughs> I was about hour. To right? say. Listen, man, don't get me started yeah, on Lord of the Rings the chat. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Lord of the Rings is the star Wars of fantasy for sure. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. especially, especially in film when you get into the technicality and everything, but Ugh, the ride of the Rohirrim. We'll, we'll oh, save wow. that for when we inevitably talk about it with uh, that Amazon show coming out. Because um, we got Good. to um, For me, uh, just because... So, like, I could pull a boop and do a prequel sequel. Um, it came out... A prequel sequel. Uh, it's technically the sixth film to come out in the series, but it's technically the first in the timeline because they disrespect the timeline in every film. Uh, but Bumblebee is um, uh, i mean it's a fan it is the definitive live action transformers movie is it? i've heard i've gotten the chance to watch it it's so it, good it's, it's really really good i like it, it and like i said it, it's what they should have done in the first place to introduce transformers to film um it, it kind of it resets the timeline so it becomes technically the first film mm -hmm. but the, the reason I count it as such a perfect sequel is because it comes out after five movies of mm -hmm. declining quality. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like to follow that up when people are exhausted and tired of Transformers and actually have a good movie, bonus points. Um, good point. for, actual, for actual sequels, mm -hmm. because it's adjacent to what we uh, just recently finished talking about um, and people can go back and check out uh, more in-depth thoughts on, but The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is a perfect really, uh, second yeah. and a third, um, and it's the perfect sequel, I think. Um, it just, it, like, I mean, I think we talked about it at length, so you can check out the episode, but, like, it just did everything so right to make itself the best of 
what that trilogy had to offer. I, I, I would agree. Um, and so, but yeah, uh, if uh, you're checking this out after the fact, you can uh, comment below or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you prefer to uh, hit us. Uh, let us know. I mean, what's another perfect sequel for you? Do you agree with Terminator 2 being in the Hall of Fame perfect sequels or, you know? Merch. Uh, so much clicking, so many things. Um, but uh, yeah, um, let us know either way. But um, next week, just some uh, wrap up and, and, and a little bit of a tease for you. We are getting excited for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, the series by looking at our other favorite Jedi. Um, and so we're going to share the hype uh, and discuss some of our other favorites. Some you may know, some you may not. Who knows? Uh, but we're going to be joined by some, uh, some awesome guests for that. So join us. If you'd like to contribute, again, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are right there or our Discord. You can let us know there. Uh, maybe. Maybe you vote uh, and, and it gets considered and, and you get featured on the show. That'd be awesome. Um, thank you to our patrons. Um, I wanted to shout out Nick, uh, one of our amazing patrons who recently uh, had a one-year anniversary with us as a giver. Um, and he also mentioned aliens as well. And so uh, there you go. You know, like at that point, I'm like, yeah, he can stay. He's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've earned your spot. Right. You, you are good people, sir. Uh, thank you again to our lovely guests, Kev, Brad, y'all are uh, beautiful people. Uh, we appreciate you. Go check out Thanks, their podcast. Man. Thanks. Um, it's always good to be, oh, be here. It's and always... you, will, you will be again. I'll be in the back Absolutely. room. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're just going back to the back room. Yeah. Just, yeah. You, you know, just, just tell Kevin and it's like, hey, man, they want you on. I'll be like, I'm on my way. There you <laughs> go. We'll, we'll throw up the Brad signal. Um, yes. and, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you need a shot in the arm uh, or really in your ears, uh, check out the Force Losers podcast for sure. Uh, they got plenty of content um, as you await uh, with bated breath their next new episode. So uh, come in 2024. Back to the first 10, just yeah. see how. <laughs> Go to the formative years. Yeah. Um, no, don't uh, do that. Please no, <laughs> don't. And uh, yeah, last, just thanks to everyone for checking us out. Um, however you are consuming this podcast, we appreciate you because you chose to allow us in uh, and we appreciate that. And so, uh, but again, I want to say, keep the conversation going, find us on social media so that uh, this doesn't have to be the end when this episode uh, wraps up. You can keep the fun going all night long. Um, it's and a, like that. It's a Waterboy reference. Sorry. I know. <laughs> yep. I got it. Uh, Good yeah. night. Uh, right. Uh, so uh, before we before we wrap up, uh, uh, I want to give a one, two, three, and then I want everybody's best. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready? Good. One, two, three. I'll, I'll be, be back. back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me. A damn fine cup of coffee.